0: Yeah, go for it. I'll just record and I can clip it. I'll start it wherever. But But what got you doing this? It's a great question.
1: Actually, this is a great way to start it. Alright, let's do it. But, um, I guess... Well, it's funny, because I was just looking through my old episodes, just because I'm going to Sundance next week, and I'm trying to figure out if I'm able to kind of post-date an episode, you know? Like, post one... Because I'm doing another interview on Tuesday with my next guest, and... So I, I want to schedule a post, which I found out I can do. So listeners tune in for that. But um, I was looking through my old episode, and I realized I posted it on December 9th, Was my first one, and looking back, I was just like, you know, I I really enjoy listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I love the medium because uh, it's cre- in the car. It's like it's like great radio, but you can pause it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like it it waits for you, and like and another thing is like recently I was listening to one with um, Henry Winkler. It was Chris Hardwick interviewing Henry Winkler. And, like, Henry Winkler is is a great guy. And, I and you know, he was the Fonz in Happy Days. And I'm sure he's heard it a million times. Like, oh, you're the greatest Fonz. Like, he gets bombarded with it. And so, like, you'd think he doesn't like that, you know? Like, that character anymore. He wants it away. And, like, in interviews with people, he would not want it brought up. Mm. Like, you know, I'd say formal interviews. Like, on red carpets and stuff. But at the end of the episode... He throws on his Fonzie voice and wishes Chris a happy birthday. Nice. It's just like, that doesn't happen anywhere else, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> like, I don't cool know. Demands, man. Yeah. So um, I just love podcasts. They're so great. And I wanted in on it. And it seemed like a kind of easy thing to make, which it is. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. pretty easy, you know? Um, and it, And it's very gratifying to just like create your own thing and just put it out there. And, like, be like, I made another thing today. Very nice. You know? And I want to start getting into, like, oh, you want to tilt towards the mic, eh?
0: No, no, just so we're good. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> there we go. Yeah, no, It's the awkward positioning with the chairs a little bit. Well, you, you messed up all my sound. I got to fix the sound design now. Ready? There we go. Right? I think that'll Perfect. catch you pretty well. <laughs> but anyway. um, What was I saying? I forgot.
0: Um, You like creating your own things and...
1: Right. I like creating my own things and I wanna kind of branch out a little more. Like I love the interview to interview people, but also like I wanna do like radio plays. Uh I already did a few performances on here. Not me, but like uh, my guest, Henry Mortensen. Um and I'm gonna I plan on having a couple more music acts on in the next few weeks. So like right. stuff like that.
0: Cool. Cool it Can be anything we want, man. Alright man, so what's the structure here? What do we how do you
1: uh <laughs> How do I, how do we do this? Yes, how do we do it this? It just happens. I mean, I guess now's a good time to welcome everyone. All right, Hello, well, everyone. What's going on? You're, you're hearing the voice of, uh, Luis Mercado. Or is it Luis? It's Mercado? Um... Do you want me to back it up? Here, let's back it up. All right. Welcome, everyone, to episode seven of Sidekickback Radio. And, uh, today I have my guest, Luis Mercado. What's going on, guys? <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> um, let's check the date, it's uh, January 18th, 2015, good to know the date, because uh, you'll look back on this one day and be like, wow, that was January of 2015, pretty cool, huh? Yes. Um, so how you doing, man? You uh, When I called you earlier,
0: you told me you were watching the fights. Yes, yes, I like to stay busy. There's one, there's one thing outside of acting that I do on my spare time, which is mixed martial arts. And I, I love it. I, MMA.
1: MMA for those MMA those or Everyone
0: that watches the <laughs> UFC. Um, you know, I competed in wrestling and uh, I boxed back in the day. And it's just something I've always enjoyed. But there were some fights going on tonight. And I'm definitely not going to miss them. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, were these on Fox Sports 1? Mm-hmm. I thought I saw promos during yep. the football game. Oh, yeah. So, the Irish guy, right? Yes.
0: Conor McGregor.
1: Conor McGregor. Yes. How'd he do? He won. Of course. Second he, round knockout. He was
0: so full of himself, like, in the promo. <laughs> He's selling the ticket, man. Yeah. But, I, like... That's funny that, like,
1: in that world, they, they're so full of themselves, like, and they're
0: like, they have to be. Almost. You know, not all of them, but what he understands about the industry is that it's prize fighting. And, you know, the prize comes first. It's it's they're fighting for money, you know. Yeah. So he understands that aspect of the industry. And there's a lot of fighters that skip it and they think, well, I'm just a good fighter and that should be enough. It's not. Yeah. It's like we can compare that to acting. Say, well, I'm just a good actor and that should be enough. It's not. You know, you have to promote yourself. You have to learn marketing. You have to understand why people will pay top dollar for somebody. And it's not because he's the best fighter, because I know he's not the best fighter in that division, but he is, he's, he's making, he's earning more than the top fighters in his division.
1: Yeah, but as an actor, you wouldn't like be like, like Bradley Cooper's not going to be like, you need to see me in American Sniper, because I'm the best. (laughs) And I'm going to kick everyone's (laughs) butts in it. Yeah. Um, Because like in Conor McGregor's promo, he was just like, Oh, come check me out today on the Fox Sports One <laughs> and the fights where yeah. I'm gonna beat the wimpy. What was it, Seaver? Yeah, Seaver. He was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take gonna his beat... head
0: clean off. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna take his head and put it on the mantle above my fireplace. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So like, but you know, it's a strange world where like sportsmanship doesn't really seem to be. It's existed. different because it's fighting, and you know when you're fighting somebody else, you don't have to like the other guy, mm-hmm. and that's acceptable in that sport. They actually encourage it; they'd they'd love to see feuds of two people that don't get along, that hate each other, truly hate each other, go at it.
1: They being the audience, like it's oh yeah, it's audience more drama. Yeah. yeah,
0: I don't. I mean, it's it's cool to see people go at it that are okay with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, everyone enjoys a good fight. Yeah. That's into that fighting. Yeah. That's into fighting. You know.
1: So if McGregor isn't the best, who is?
0: Uh, right now, the champ is Jose Aldo, and he's been holding the title, and um, McGregor has to prove that. He wants to uh, change everyone's mind that he's the best.
1: And is McGregor working his way up to... He
0: is. He just, after tonight's win, they just announced he'll be getting the title fight against Jose Aldo. They haven't announced the date yet, but that'll be the next title fight. And you'll be there. No, no, no. I'll be here. And I mean like
1: they're watching. <laughs> I'll be here working, doing
0: something, but if it's going on on a day where I'm not booked, then I'm going to be watching that fight for sure.
1: Awesome, man. So. Cool. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, I like to start off every episode with a question of, how can I help you today? Is there anything Ooh. I can help you with? And I I like to present myself as like a sounding board. Perhaps you must vent about something. Um, or you need a, a, a friend to help you
0: work through something.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> This then... <laughs> is the sidekick aspect
0: of the show. Venting, no. <laughs> I'm not really a venter. Um, you know, you always help me, I think, whenever we talk. We're always... We're on the same mindset with a lot of things um, yeah. out here. And I think when we talk privately, you know, you're always a good guy to emulate. I like Thank watching you. you do your thing, man. And Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so no venting for me today. <laughs> um, it's going to be a good year, man. Start of yeah. the new year. I'm glad I, glad uh, I'm glad I got to be one of your first interviews, hopefully for the year.
1: Oh, I think I've already done two. Well, Sorry, one of buddy. the first. <laughs> one of the first. I keep uh, keep on my
0: schedule, man. I, I can, can just say you. that everyone should just be on the lookout for me this year. Um, Watch out. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have a lot of things coming out. I have, um, well, I I guess... have a few things coming out on TV this month and next month. That's nice. Um, I just had a commercial come out during the Rose Bowl. It was hosted by Washington Mutual. I shot a, uh, a commercial for Northwestern Mutual National. Nice. So that should be pretty cool. Um, Is it on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Well, you can find it on iSpot TV, iSpot.tv. Okay. I don't think it's on YouTube yet. But uh, I was looking at it because you know, it was my first Union National. So I was looking at how many plays it's had, and I want to see what kind of residuals that looks like and what Nice. Don't know, I'll find out. That's it's great, a learning man. experience. Um, I got a few other commercials coming out as well. Um, I just shot a, I was the lead on a TV show called Deadly Sins. It should be airing at the end of this month or the first week of February. Is that a recreation show? uh Deadly Sense Recreation Show. Yeah. It should be pretty sick though. I got to shoot alongside um, a playmate. She was the co-lead. Nice. Or the female lead Very of nice. the show. So um, <laughs> it, it was definitely a fun show, a four-day shoot. Um, you know, they work with big budgets. So I just think as an actor, it was not that I got the most opportunity to show your acting skills. You know, because again, it's a reenactment show. But I understood so much more about how everything goes from start to finish when I um, just from even the audition process they were asking for a guy in his mid-30s who's a club owner and for those of you guys who know me in person I don't look like I'm in my mid-30s Nope, I don't even look like my own age <laughs> I actually I was playing a 16 year old on a coke commercial in November so I went from a 16 year old to like a guy in his mid-30s but you know they obviously changed their mind when I in during the audition because I just brought something different to the <laughs> table I would say but I booked the show It was a good payday, but then just being on set, looking at the schedule, seeing how many things they had to get done in a day and the amount of people working on a project, you know, it was very educating to me just to see how many people were involved with a certain kind of budget that they had, how, what they were searching for in every shoot. And the director was really uh, good at explaining things with us and what he wants out of the shot. And it was probably one of the most educational shoots I've been on. Just from that aspect, hmm. not necessarily the acting. Um, four day shoot, um, different locations. I can just see where money is moving, yeah. you know. And then again, I don't know what the final edit's gonna look like, so mm-hmm. it can be a completely different TV show when it yeah. all comes out. But either way, I look forward to it coming out. Yeah, um, you know, I'm excited for that. It's awesome.
1: Like, um, it's funny that you said that because uh, did you ever talk to Max, our buddy Max Cutler, about his uh, Beatles? thing no no uh he and i both auditioned for this uh it was uh, i guess it was a recreation show about hotels Uh and like um historical things that happened at these hotels and so the episode was the beatles stayed at this hotel on the water i forgot the name of it but um so they were casting the beatles you know (laughs) and so we i i think i auditioned for george (laughs) um and or no, Max Scott George. I'm not sure, but he said he spent the day with these three other guys, and they were all basically the Beatles, and they were riffing the whole day, just making jokes all day. And then in the final cut, it was really just like it ended up being just B-roll, kind of, you yeah. know, like stuff like that. It's amazing. So it's amazing how like you can spend an entire day coming up with golden, like improv, mm-hmm. Be- Beatles-based improv, and um, and then just you know the final cut is just. <laughs> You'd never know what just, it's going to look like. Just uh, pictures of them walking into the hotel, basically.
0: Well, I, I think a movie is like Pulp Fiction, how they shot it in order. But when it was in the editing room, they re- they moved the movie around and put it in the order that it's in now, that mm-hmm. you see it when you watch the movie. Yeah. And it changed. It made the entire movie different because they changed yeah. it that way. Yeah. So that was cool. But, um, yeah, definitely working on big TV shows. Like I said, it's, um, it's a learning experience. Uh, I just felt like I've matured so much over this last year. With my acting career compared to my first year when I started and um, it's just gonna be an amazing year this year yeah man I got some good management behind me I got some good auditions that I get out for and you know just recently I went out for a, um, a really good feature film you'll be hearing about it I don't know how much I can actually share about it but I got beat out by a, a really well-named actor and when I was looking on it when I was researching about it who got on there Eva Longoria and there were some other big names attached to it as well um, and I just couldn't believe it. You know, it's just, I, I was watching this guy's acting and I thought there's no difference between us, you know, we're both Hispanic, we're around the same age range, you know, except he has just more credits mm-hmm. and it's not acting ability. It's just his marketing ability. Well,
1: well, yeah. And just the marketability of his name. I Absolutely. Mean. And that comes with the credit. You know? Absolutely. It
0: comes with experience and more trust yeah, of a guy and who's I, been on set more times with bigger productions and carried weight for us. A-
1: yeah, and I talked about this with um, Kayla, my previous guest, mm-hmm. who was a dancer. And I mean, it's just, you know, part of this, you know, your talent as an actor, it really is only a very small part of this whole thing. Yeah. You know, if you just stick around for long enough and build up your, your name, mm-hmm. that carries more weight than your actual abilities. Yeah, it's you know? true. Very true. Um, well, uh, so you're saying you auditioned for this against this well-named actor and he won and he Yeah, he I mean, got it, it wasn't
0: just me versus him. I mean, there's a lot of people that went out for it.
1: But it was just You're that, saying that it it was shot already and you know... and
0: It's just, I, I'm going out for auditions for TV shows and things that are coming out and it's amazing because... That's what I'm getting at. I'm it's getting, like you're getting nibbles on yes. these things really close. <laughs> and it's yeah. funny, I just saw a TV promo for a TV show called The Slap. It's a new TV show coming out. I just yeah, saw the promo I saw that. today. I remember getting that audition back last year in like October maybe November and I'm going out for the audition for that show and I'm skimming through online and I somehow came across it and I just see this guy slapping this kid. And I said, Oh, that reminds me of that one thing I auditioned for. <laughs> and I just saw it going on. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Yeah. And I see it so many times now. And it's just amazing how you just you're you're just circling around, you know, these these goals that you're trying to go for. Yeah. So um it's exciting to see that and I just I plan on landing them this year. Should yeah, well, pilot times.
1: season's coming up.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be busy. Yeah, I mean it's year round, but yeah. 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 Nowadays. Nowadays. <laughs> Episodic and I mean with everything going on. Yeah. Um So where are you from originally?
1: I don't think I know the answer to that question. I don't think we ever talked about this.
0: Well everyone thinks I'm from Mexico, but no, I'm not no, no. I'm from is it, uh, Wait is it Palm Springs? Yes, Palm Springs, See, California. I did, okay, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Born and raised in Palm Springs. Um Palm <laughs> Palm Springs? Palm Springs. Is it Palm Springs or Palm Springs? <laughs> Pam, Pam. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. <laughs> um, but born and raised, moved to San Diego to go to some college, um, moved to Orange County. I moved around quite a bit, hmm. you know, um, and then moved to L.A. So Southern California mainly, just nice. stayed uh, out here. So when did you move to L.A.? I moved out here May 15th, 2013. Oh, wow, you know, date. Yeah, yeah, I know the date, yeah. I guess, I guess you would. I have everything very organized. Yeah. I'm very... On track you know what I did actually is I told myself I met a guy that was in the movie industry retired um, in my previous business that I used to do and we were talking and when I t- mentioned to him in privacy about me leaving what I was doing and moving out here to do this he said you know give it two years before you decide if you really like it or not so when I started when I moved out here on May 15th I said okay my two-year mark gotcha. I'm gonna check in to see where I'm at yeah and you know I got a year and like nine months up on me now but on my 2 year mark i plan on i plan on being on a tv show as a recurring role in something you know and i it's been it's been i mean i guess i've done so many things now and i just can say this is the only thing i've ever done where i've never felt discouraged or never felt like i'm not sure if i want to be here or not mm-hmm. and it's just exciting for me because i if all the things i've done this is the only thing that i wake up excited about every day you know it's nice so it's a good it, feeling right? it is it is because I see a lot of people I'm in competition with and they're just doubting or they're not sure I'm like I don't know what to say man because I just I love it yeah it doesn't seem hard because I like it you good. know
1: so what was the previous thing you were doing
0: before? oh man I've done everything um it was sales mostly right were... no well, sort of I uh I mean I've been working since I was like 12 probably we had a restaurant my dad had a construction company and I just got stuck working my whole life wasn't fun. I got into sports to avoid having to work because, you know, if I was uh, involved in something, my dad wouldn't, you know, he couldn't take me to work because I was be boxing and he's Mexican. That makes him proud. Oh, yeah, my son's a boxer, you know. <laughs> so I got into boxing, got into wrestling, and then I went on to wrestling college. But when I was 17, I graduated um, from high school, and I started my first business, business laying pavers. So, like, on uh, driveways, you can pour concrete or you can lay pavers, which they're like bricks. They look yeah. a little sexy, though. You make designs. <laughs> Rich homes. The the economy was slowing down, and but rich people they still had a lot of money, and they were still getting pavers done. So, I was using my dad's license. He encouraged this. My dad had all the equipment I needed. You know, he had a Bobcat, a dump truck. He gave me two employees, which were my brother-in-law and another guy named uh, Nacho. (laughs) (laughs) Real Mexican name there. Only
1: and he only went by Nacho, just (laughs) like Madonna.
0: Yeah, his name was Ignacio. (laughs) His name is Ignacio, but anyone. No, no, no. (laughs) Nacho. Yeah, Nacho. So not joined his son, Nico, those are their names (laughs) and uh, my brother-in-law and we started doing that. It should have been like, I'd say a six day job and I thought my dad was going to be helping me along the way. He just literally left me alone. So I was 17 years old and I messed that thing up so bad. (laughs) I mean, you don't think you can mess up a driveway that hard, you know, it's, I couldn't believe it. And I was costing money. It took us like three weeks to get it done. And every day it's costing us a lot of money. I kept messing up, so we'd have to break them out and put new ones in. Break them out, put new ones in. And I had no idea what I was doing, man. And I'd have—I was 17 years old—and they would be calling my dad. He said, "Call, call this guy." He wouldn't even say I'm his son. He said, "He's work. He's doing that department." So these guys would be calling me at six in the morning, cussing at me. These guys are in construction. They just—this is how they talk. (laughs) And I remember one moment where I was just in my room, like against the corner, like I was scared to answer my phone. I was just so like overwhelmed. You know, by what I stepped into, I didn't think it was, business was going to be that hard. Huh. And there was just so much responsibility at such a young age. I remember when he finished, I told my dad, I said, hey, um, I think I'm just going to go back to school. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not ready for this. This isn't working out. Yeah, so I ended up going to college after all and continued wrestling and uh, competing in that arena. But when I was done with school, I um, I did a few things, mainly sales, um, not a lot of like direct I guess people have a stimulation idea for like a salesman. They think I'm doing door knocking or something, mm-hmm. or the guys at the mall. I was well, never that, that kind a, of That would be a door to door salesman. Yeah, I was, so or, salesman. I was more sort. I was more so I had a business, and, and in any business, there's a sales department. I just kind of, when you're new, you kind of have to learn the sales aspect of it first, and then you know you can do any part of the any part of the business. And I. I don't know. I guess I fell in love with it at the time because you can be young. You know, I was, I was very young. I was making good money um, more than most adults. And it felt really good, mm. you know, so you and your brain gets more creative about how you can get better at it. And you just start thinking bigger and you start realizing what's possible at 21, 22 years old. Um, but I, I can say I think I got burnt out it, from it, you know, from yeah. after a few years. And I realized it wasn't really what I wanted to do growing up. But, it, you know, it has an energy to it. I said I want to get away from sales, and I got into acting, and I—it's the same thing. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's another I'm sale. I'm sure you've
1: carried over a lot of skills. But man, you know what?
0: But I like it because it's—you um, know—you're selling yourself in a sense. You're, no, you're Rather your than a product, product that, yeah. Well, you are your product in this. No, case. that's yeah.
1: That's what I mean. Like a, you're not selling. Mm-hmm. You know. But I, I beauty love it. products. You're selling beauty, mm-hmm. which <laughs> or, is you. No, <laughs> I'm not selling beauty, man. But
0: I love going to auditions. Um, a lot of people get nervous by them. I just look at it as another meeting. You know, it's another sale, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know the statistics out of 10 people you sit with, you're going to sign two to three. So in auditions, Mm -hmm. if you just carry those same statistics, do 10 auditions, you book three jobs, do 10 auditions, you book three jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, those three jobs, some of them pay, some of them don't. You do that long enough, you create relationships long enough, just like in any sales, you create a network of relationships, you get referrals. When you get no, don't take it personal, befriend the person and just like right now that email that before we started this interview I got an uh, I booked something and it was because they actually originally wanted me for something else and now they're hiring me for something else cuz they like me. You booked the room. There we go. Booked yeah. the room. Very nice. So um on top of the
1: world, man. <laughs> feels like it right now. <laughs> and it's only January 18th. Exactly. 18 days into the new year. I mean, I know we're talking about um all these great things that are going on, but uh, you and I have a common crazy story about a not-so-great experience. <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about it? We uh, can the, just cut this part out the, if you want.
0: The, no, no, let's let's talk about it, and then we'll decide if we cut it or not. Yeah, are we talking okay. about the same thing here? Yeah, we're talking about... Well, yeah, it's also kind of
1: how we met, because if you remember, mm-hmm. for our listeners... Um, we uh, shot a feature film trailer. We, we shot a trailer for a feature film, but... Um, even right before that, just to back it up, how you and I know each other and what you're doing here in my bedroom right now, because mm-hmm. this is a very personal matter. I only invite the closest <laughs> and, nearest and nearest in here. Um <laughs> But um we uh, met in acting class mm-hmm. and we were going to do a scene together. And I remember this because as I was driving down to do, to the, do this shoot, which I booked under precaution. What's the word? Precarious circumstances like Mm -hmm. like I got a text the day before just like hey, you wanted to be background for this thing But I want you to be the lead Um, Do you have a mustache? (laughs) I was like what yeah, and Send me a picture and I sent him a picture of my mustache. and He was like great. You're hired (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, but anyway, so um, I'm driving down to Torrance where where I'm gonna do this shoot Mm -hmm. And I'm texting you about our rehearsal right right and I was just like and I didn't say anything. I just said like, hey, what's your schedule like uh, tomorrow? And you wrote back, Some you were, you told me, and then I was just like, okay, we'll we'll figure it out later. And you're like, yeah, we'll talk about it after your thing today, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's a little like, creepy, huh? Yeah, you creeped me out for sure. We didn't know each other that well at the time. <laughs> but it turns yep. out you and I were cast yeah. next to each other. And, and the reason <laughs> I knew
0: you were coming is because at the same time I was texting you, I asked the producer, because we'd worked together in the past, so he was kind of a friend of mine, and I said, "Hey, man, who are we waiting for?" And he goes, "Oh, the <laughs> other actor." And I said, "Oh, who is he?" And he showed me a picture of you. And I was looking at my phone and I was like, "Dude, I'm texting that guy right now." <laughs> and, and then he's like, "Yeah, he's on his way." How do you guys know each other? I said, "Yeah, we're you know we studied the same acting school." And um, yeah, that was pretty that's funny. So, right? Yeah, that's
1: so weird. You know
0: what? I don't. I don't even think of it as a negative experience. I think if it wasn't you're, a negative.
1: I'm you, not a gonna say it was <laughs> negative. It's just it didn't work out. You know
0: what? You it's know? like. It's important to learn what to do, and it's important to learn what not to do. Yeah. Um, But to me, I mean, I was just very impressed still with the – I was very impressed by the, the director just in how he put together the trailer. Yeah. Because I've worked on so many projects prior to him. I say so many. It was a lot. I, I probably have the record for doing, like, the most student films. I, mean, <laughs> I came out here, and I was just doing everything. Every job I can get, I was doing you know, and my first year, I probably did like 20 student films, and I was probably in about 15 short films, and you know that one was supposed to be oh you're gonna be the lead in the feature yeah. and whatnot. But just how he knew everything, he did <coughs> so much work in pre-production that came come the day of shooting, it was one day. I, I can't believe he so did it. that. And I and I looked it back on the trailer because I have it downloaded now, and I just think man, this guy knew exactly what shot everywhere, and yeah. he organized. The, the background to come, remember Leanna, who's mm-hmm. also a friend of ours? Oh, yeah. no,
1: She, she was there? She's in our yes. school now. There we go. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> and uh, just how he organized it, I was so impressed by that alone. And I, that's still one of the things I like about working with that guy is, um, you know, he's very smart when it comes to pre-production. Oh, yeah, and, and also,
1: like, no setup. Like, he didn't do any light setup. He didn't do, like, he just had this <sighs> one clip-on light. huh but it was enough. Like you know, you'll you'll spend hours with some directors. Like they're you know, know. rearranging the lights, making
0: sure everything's hitting right. And then this guy was just like,
1: "This just move, shoot, and move." And, shoot and, and this move. is
0: this guy. He's still working, and he's still a guy I talk to to this day. He educates me a lot as far as uh, you know, content being the number one most important thing. Hmm. And a lot of the way style, just the way things change. You know, the way things are being filmed nowadays, and people want to get that like cell phone. Coverage making it seem like we just caught someone in the act. Mm-hmm. That reality look, yeah, you know, and they're really using pro cameras and all that stuff. But he just understands the industry well, so I, I took a lot of positive things from that negative experience. I guess
1: it's good. Yeah, I don't want to say it was negative because I also learned a lot on yeah. that day too. For instance, the power of editing.
0: Yes, he was-
1: um <laughs> I mean, because like, okay, here's the pitch of the film. Like, some of you listeners out there are my friends, so you've already seen this thing. But the the the, the if you were to pitch the movie, it would be like. The so Lewis, you played an office worker, and I played your new boss who comes in and plays favorites, and and it takes to you a little too kindly, and then ends up um, committing an act that shouldn't be okay in an office, and it's not okay in an office. But you develop feelings for me, and and I it's inter- it's an interesting exploration of of power structure and. Like, or like, you know what I mean? It's like fertile with, uh, with ways you can explore, um, office setting, power <laughs> structures and, and the abuse of power and whatnot. The way that the edit came out, it was, it was this creepy kind of, just, just... <laughs> They'd have just, to see it, I guess, uh, huh? Yeah, you'd have to see it. It got pulled, it got, it got pulled from YouTube, I think. Yes, it did. And, a, and there was, you know, it, it, it is a very, uh, polarizing <laughs> thing. Um, but you know what? It's... I prefer that to you know. There's a lot of web series out there that's just very bland and very just like no, it's just people talking, like mm-hmm. you know, like friends being friends, and then they like get into trouble. Nah. Yeah, you know, true, true, true that. <laughs> um. Anyway, did you do you have any other crazy stories that I don't know about? Um, you know, I know I do. Just in case, we gotta cut that one out. <laughs> uh, I know
0: I have a lot of crazy <laughs> stories. Let me think though. Because it's like, they happen and you're like, oh my god. But then, you know, you kind of forget about them. hmm Um, oh gosh, crazy. What are we thinking? It's okay, if you don't. What are we thinking when we talk crazy? What do you mean? I don't know.
1: Well, like, for instance, I'll tell you a quick story that I've been telling uh, to a few people recently. Is mm-hmm. I was on, on a shoot with a first-time director and I did a stunt, which, looking back, like, I shouldn't have done. Uh-huh. I, it was a shot where I was in handcuffs and I was running, being chased by a car driven by a monster. Um... And so I was running in between two moving cars with a camera hanging out the back of the front car. By the way, sorry, Mom. This is probably the first time you're hearing about this. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, so, like, if I fell, I was going to get run over by that back car, possibly. And, like, it was dark. We were doing this at night in, the, yeah. in a back alley. Very minimal lighting. It was, it was a hairy situation. And the, <laughs> and the crew at, afterwards was just like, Andrew, I can't believe you did that. That was so dangerous. And I thought about it and I was just like, Kind of was, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> you know, you're you're you also do stunts though, so like you. I do, I do. You but take control. Probably. Yeah, you know, I think the unlike uh, me,
0: I can just stand and talk. <laughs> I'm not built for stunts. <laughs> stunts are cool. It's not gonna be my my gig, but uh, I definitely enjoy doing them. It's just sometimes with when you don't have a budget, you're hiring guys who who are not um, shouldn't be doing stunts with you. Yeah. And that's where injuries happen, you know. Yeah. But um, other than that. You know, I can say everything's been good. A lot of people say they've had bad experiences in L.A. I have yet to be surprised by anything. I think it's just humans act this way in business. When there's money, when there's millions of dollars involved in a project, mm-hmm. things don't always come out clean, you know? So I'm, I'm totally comfortable with everything. It's Everything's been a good ride so far.
1: Well, glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, back up to high school for a second. I uh-huh. like to talk about high school with people just because right. it's such a like formative time. All right. I mean, what were you like I, in high you school? Said, yeah, you said you 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 were doing mm.
0: wrestling and boxing and MMA, right? Yeah, no, not MMA yet. And um, it it just depends. I went through some weird phases, but I was involved. Please talk about them because <laughs> we all did. <laughs> I'm curious what phases you went through. It's interesting. I was definitely. <laughs> I used to hang around. With, you know, I was very involved in like the gang activity and stuff like that people would never think it when meeting me now but what do you mean by gang activity yeah you know it was like a wannabe cholo and stuff <laughs> you know, i had i was bald-headed i uh you know i thought I was cool i hung out with a bunch of friends that did you like tag and stuff yeah they were into it not me mm-hmm. you know i never got involved in like drugs or none of that but i hung around with friends that sold and mm. you know they, I, they all like fighting too so that was kind of one thing we had in common but I grew out of that phase, um, the more I got into sports, I just felt like, you know, there's no future with, you know, the kind of friends I'm hanging out with mm-hmm. in a sense. So I cut them out of my life and just stuck more with my sports and, uh, it was the right choice mm-hmm. definitely. But I was basically went from like cholo to just athlete and then just straight get the heck out of there, you know, <laughs> Yeah, get the heck out of there. And I have no association of, I really don't hang out to talk to anybody from high school. Yeah. I got like one friend, uh, a good friend of mine who's a UFC fighter, Nolan Tickman, and uh, he's about one of the only friends I still talk to to this day. Cool. But.
1: Um If you open up your Walkman, your mm-hmm. CD player, what CD is in your CD player well, Walkman?
0: I don't know if you know, but people don't have Walkman anymore. Um, no, I know. I'm talking about in high school. <laughs> oh, in high That's school. That's what I mean. Oh. Yeah, we're still in high school, man. Still in high school days? I'd like to talk about like uh, <laughs> There's a rapper called The Game. I'm not sure if you would know him sounds familiar yeah to be uh, either him or little Wayne I'm hip with it man <laughs> <laughs> little Wayne I, I've uh, I yeah? think I was bumping the Carter two back in high school <laughs> his album um, so you're
1: you're into the hip hop yeah
0: you know rap. it's weird I, I try to defend it sometimes it's getting bad nowadays but <laughs> I don't I know, know why man. I'm a big fan of rap music I love rap music when I was in uh, sixth grade I remember when um, maybe you remember this guy master P., was coming out with um, yeah, his, uh, <laughs> No his, Limit
1: Records. His son went to my high school for a brief second. Oh, really? There yeah, we go. little Lil' Romeo. There we go. And he
0: had uh yeah, he guy. Hope you're listening, Roms. Silk the Shocker. I think that was the first CD I ever got. <laughs> I don't remember what the title was, but um, when I was in 6th grade, and then I just... That's my thing, you know? I like rap yeah. music. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um,
1: so you said you were wrestling. Have you seen Foxcatcher by no, any chance? man. Jesus, Why? dude. That was
0: one movie back when I heard about it, like in... March of last year, I said that that movie comes out. I'm watching it that day. Uh huh. You know, and it's just schedules haven't made sense for me to be able to go watch it. Yeah. And then it's only in a few theaters, and uh-huh. um, I haven't seen it. And everyone tries to tell me about it. I say, don't say anything. Let me watch it. Let me have my own experience. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Yeah, I need to see it though.
1: Yeah. Well, then I guess we don't have much to talk about. Yeah. We'll cut <laughs> on that, that front. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, anyway, what else do I have on here? Um. Are you, in, you're, you're inspired by like Tony Robbins and stuff like that, aren't you? Don't you? He's, don't you?
0: A, he's a guy I listen to.
1: No, I know. But like, can you, you, well, <laughs> so what does what that call it? Motivational speaking. Right? Um, he's you like, like a you life life coach. Like life coaching.
0: Yeah. I don't like motivational speeching <laughs> speeches because that sounds like someone who needs to get pumped up. Mm -hmm. And then when you leave, you don't know what the heck to do. (laughs) I'm more about like philosophies and education. That's what I mean. But you're into that stuff. You subscribe to it. You like attend seminars and stuff like that. I used to when I was in sales. Yeah, because they would encourage it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I just found that there's no shortcuts really. It's a lot of things. But the one shortcut was educating yourself. And I wasn't really big on education growing up. So, you know, when I was, I mean, it's crazy. I was 20 years old. I read my first book ever. When what? I was twenty, yeah, uh, "Rich Dad Poor Dad" by Robert Kiyosaki, and that kind of started me on that path because I, you know, I didn't really think you can get much from a book. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I hear the national average of books people read after they graduate high school is like two, right? Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Right. Hey, that I'll knock out a book in two days. You, you know? see that book up there that says "Friday Night Lights"? Yeah, yeah. That is my I put that as my first book after college and I'm like three quarters of the way done with it. <laughs> like, I'm, I fit into that average. You know, now,
0: now I think even actors, they shouldn't be working on a lot on personal development because you're not at the caliber. The, the people you're working with are, you know, very business minded mm-hmm. and you have to understand their language or their way of thinking and their philosophies when it comes to this industry. Not the acting philosophies. You want to have those as well, but you know, it's one advantage I think I have over a lot of people. It's just my understanding of just a lot of that, a lot of industry. And um, I definitely think all actors should be reading a lot more than they do now, both on plays and both on personal development and both on just educating themselves about the industry, you know, and uh, seeing what's coming out, who's producing what. Like, that should be their daily thing, just Mm -hmm. understanding what's going on, you know, where changes are happening. That's one of the reasons I I think I uh, I liked Ryan so much is his education on the industry on the business side of things Mm -hmm. it's like this guy's up to date with things he knows what he's talking about yeah so
1: well if I wanted to invite you here to make me feel guilty (laughs) um, Um, you're absolutely right well I mean but I think there's also other ways to get it because like for me it's just uh, reading is difficult for me because my mind is so active that Mm -hmm. when I read and I get to the bottom of the page I'm, like, I'm, I'm, like, oh, well, what happened? Because I was thinking about something else, you know? Because if I read one thing on the page, I yeah. tangent, like, crazy. And so, it, it's pretty hard for me to to go through a book. However, like, the I... Audiobooks. Audiobooks. Podcasts
0: are very educational. Dude, you can audio... A lot.
1: Oh, for sure. That's why I love it so much is because I, I love car time in the car because, mm-hmm. like, I get I get to make Too up audition all this lack of reading that I have. Yeah. I get to make up for it almost a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. um But also, like, a... Uh, my parents get the New York Times, and so when I'm there on a Sunday, um, I'll, I'll read the articles like mm-hmm. I did today, actually. Um, read some great articles. Um, there was actually an LA Times article about um, that I wanted to post, so I figure I'll say it now and then I'll post it later. But um, about history and the movies mm-hmm. and how movies categorically get it wrong, history. Right, right. And they're supposed to, you know? Um and, and this was in reference to Selma, okay. uh, the film that just came out. Uh-huh. Have you I was seen reading,
0: it? No, but I was reading reviews about that same thing, and it might have yeah. been the same thing you read. I'm not sure. Is it possible? Was it in the LA Times? I didn't read it in the LA Times. I read it online, but I was also reading about American Sniper, and just um, which is doing really well in box office right yeah. now. Um, have you seen that? mm Have you out. seen anything? What have you seen? The I mean, Imitation looking... Game I just saw recently. Yeah, what did you think? I liked it a lot. Like yeah. a lot. It a I thought time. it
1: was great. It's, it's just such a solid, mm-hmm. great movie and cover-batched. Um, just saw Unbroken. Yeah,
0: that's the one I haven't seen. Just saw it. Just saw yeah. it recently. And that was good? Very good. Horrible Bosses 2 was good for a comedy. <laughs> I think you belong in a movie like that. Well, thank you. I just envisioned you as one of those three guys.
1: <laughs> I, Charlie Day. Charlie Day. I get, that's yeah, actually I get sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Although I've chilled, because in, in high school, and in, in college a little bit, I was very much like that, like very like, <laughs> that kind yeah. of energy. Yeah. Um, the listeners are probably like, what the hell is that noise? Yeah. I just shook myself very violently along with that noise just so you can imagine that. Mm-hmm. i got to put a video component or something in here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, so Horrible Bosses 2, you said, and then... Well, um, I mean, everything. Running.
0: Gone Girl, The Judge, the me- Kill the Messenger. Jeremy <laughs> Renner's one of my favorite actors.
1: Oh, man, I want to see Kill the Messenger.
0: I-, I liked it. The Judge was good with Robert Duvall. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Gone Girl. That I, was... I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. Um, a little bit... The ending is a little bit dissatisfying. <laughs> we won't no spoilers, but, um, but a lot of good movies, man. There's a lot of good movies. I, I mean, there's Boxcatcher, Birdman. There's a lot of good movies out right now that I still have to see. Mm-hmm. But um, when I have time, I, I make yeah. time for those. Well, it's hard to
1: see movies when you're trying to be in them, you know. That's yeah, what I tell people. I know. Do you still box and stuff? Like, you know what?
0: I do to... o- only because I think um, as a workout. You want to be able to sell more. Like you want to be able. To... It's good when you have a special skill that can kind of get you in the door. Mm-hmm um so i do train at um i i mix it up at a few places but i i train at a boxing gym um just to be able to keep my boxing sharp and uh i also train jiu um and when you're doing jiu-jitsu you kind of mix it up with wrestling and you know i do muay thai uh to help me with that as well to get some leg kicks and nice. just stay flexible and just keep your body healthy
1: although you did tell me a story about how you went for a boxing commercial mm-hmm. and you didn't book it and someone who couldn't box
0: did mm-hmm. like what was up with that but you know i booked it after all right
1: did really? i tell you the story
0: no, so what? and yeah i mean I, I um this was another national commercial you guys will be seeing it from was this out.
1: recently in december oh i'm talking about like a year ago
0: oh okay when i first started acting yeah and yeah. that's what also another it was just a reminder again recently with another film but with the boxing role it said must be real boxer and it was a certain weight class which is i was in and, um, you know, this height, 5'9", it was this weight class. I mean, it was just like identically what I am. And the, for the script, the actual dialogue, was only a page, like four or five lines for the audition. But they were saying, we're going to have you boxing in the audition. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It just, <laughs> it was an eye-opener because I went in there very confident. I saw the guy that auditioned, um, I don't know if he was before me or after me. But there was a guy that, and the guy that ended up booking the, the role in front of me, could not box at all. It looked like he was like slapping. It looked like like he was slapping the the punching (laughs) bag and stuff. And I thought I was laughing, thinking, get out of here, man. (laughs) And I'm sure I never I've never looked him up since, but I'm sure that guy had a lot of credits and they just figured, oh we'll we'll teach him how to box. Mm -hmm. You know? Um,
1: it's just that thing again that I was talking about with Kayla. how it's just like, your talent doesn't mm-hmm.
0: really have this. Yeah, to do they're with like, oh, that. you can act too. Uh, that's like number six yeah,
1: on our list. We'll be able to edit it in a way that looks like you can box. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, um, um, from from um, um, um the cop movie End of Watch. Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. He has his new movie coming out as a yeah, boxer. Yeah. Um, what is it called? He is where he's a left-handed boxer. Um, do you know which movie I'm talking Southpaw? about? Southpaw. Southpaw. There we go. Yeah. Southpaw looks pretty good.
1: Yeah, he, I, I just remember reading the report. They were like they released the first image of him as a boxer, mm-hmm, and he's, he's like ripped. unrecognizable.
0: Yeah, and he looks like a legit boxer, you know. And I've seen him. Uh, I've seen some video footage of him moving, like training and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he looks legit because I've seen so many boxing movies that just are just offensive to me because <laughs> I think they're not. They don't look. Like what? There's no real boxer that looks. There's no real boxer who's gonna buy that when mm-hmm. they're watching him. Like what? Like Just all of them if any if if I think. can say. I mean if you can talk about the the recent ones with Mark Wahlberg, The Fighter. The Fighter does not look like a boxer. Well, not The Fighter. The one with Mark Wahlberg and um, Christian Bale.
1: Yeah. The Fighter.
0: Isn't The Fighter the MMA movie?
1: No, you're thinking of Warrior.
0: Warrior. Okay, so then it is The Fighter. Does not look that's not a boxer. Uh, Russell Crowe when he did Cinderella Man. Yeah. No. Well, that was
1: old school though boxing, right? That was like very, it was mm-hmm. very dated even, style back then. The at, whole like, the whole
0: like uh, even the at moving that, fists. You know what? The closest guy to it was probably Will Smith in Ali. And when he did Ali, uh-huh. closest thing I've ever seen to a guy looking like he can actually look like a real boxer moving, just even the way he would move and dodge. Interesting. You know, um, even when people talk about, this is probably gonna offend a lot of people. Robert De Niro's performance in uh, Raging, Raging Bull. Oh my god!
1: I remember seeing that, but then again, I mean, we talk about this in class. How Scorsese, he directs like he, th- <laughs> what is it? What's the quote? He he, the way he makes movies is like the way he perceives reality mm-hmm. and the way like, so I it's know. about the perception of reality and it's not like actual realism. I
0: I've just never bought any of them as boxers, um, but uh, Jake Gyllenhaal looks like he's yeah he's gonna uh, uh, definitely impress me for this one. Interesting. So I'm looking, looking forward, forward to that. that. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually, I'm a stickler too when it comes to sports and movies, just in general. Um I'm trying to think. Like, actually, The Mighty Ducks. If you go back and watch The Mighty <laughs> Ducks, yeah. the 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 first and second ones actually did a really good job of conveying, mm-hmm. like, fast-paced hockey. Yeah. The third one, horrible. Yeah. Like, horrible. So bad. Ah, But... I'm am right there with you. Like uh, about buying sports and movies. Um, cool. Do you have any questions for me? Anything you want to know
0: about me? I mean, um, I mean, I know a lot about you. We're yeah. gonna be working together soon. <laughs> yeah. Are we?
1: On what? Oh, that's right. My phone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There we go. Well, um, actually, we're supposed to be shooting that right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. But uh, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get on top of the scheduling that's for okay. that, and and Sundance kind mm-hmm. of took over, and then I got the new job that I told you about. So, um, yeah, I didn't get on top of it. No, oh, well, no, no no worries, man.
0: I don't know if I've talked about it yet on the podcast. But, Maybe not, but... But, yeah. June, it looks like a good month, you said, so... Yeah, we I do, think we'll, we'll look at
1: June, because that's slower, and we'll mm. be able to do it. Because I don't want to take up your guys' schedule, you know? No, 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 Because, like, that's, Max that's Max just, like, had a callback for a national in this weekend. Uh-huh. And so, like, I, would, I wouldn't want to be like, nope, you're doing my film, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, we will be working together on that. Thanks for remembering. <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, what um, else? You have any questions, man, for me?
1: I'm fresh out, man. Oh, man. <laughs> but I guess mm, we're getting to be. We're at about that. We're at 43 minutes. That's
0: pretty good. Ask me some more. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you have anything else coming up? Yes, I'm uh, filming a feature film this coming Thursday and Friday. We start. It's called uh, uh, Felch. It's going to be like a uh, doc a mockumentary. Felch? Like Fletch? I'm sorry, F- Fletch. Well, wait. Are you know... in this as well? No, but Fletch is a movie
1: with Chevy Chase. No, it's It's Felch. like a spoof you con- spot. Well, You're confusing but, me. But then, oh, the reason why I'm thinking of that is because in Family Guy, like uh-huh. a really old episode of Family Guy, um, you know how they always have those establishing shots and they put jokes in there like uh, on the, uh, oh, what's that called, the Signs? the banners like and one of them was it was at a community center and it said uh, this week's uh, like dyslexia cinema presents Felch
0: something like that all right it's Felching Milo Felching Milo Felching Milo feature film will be a cop um, <laughs> and I, I've been getting booked as a cop quite often recently so um, but I'll be shooting Thursday Friday I um what's another project I have in the works but the with you that's the next one i have look forward to. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it should be fun. Just shot a TV show uh, last week on Wednesday, uh, My Haunted House, mm-hmm. Play another cop there. Um, in December, you. you know, it's slowed down a little bit for those last two weeks, which there was actually work for me. I was out of town, but um, there are still jobs coming up. You know, I learned that at the end of the year, these uh, advertising agencies have budgets and if they didn't spend their budget, then the end of the year, they make sure and use it all. Because huh. if not, then the following year, they won't get as big of a budget. Mm-hmm. So I ended up booking uh, two nationals before the end of the year. Nice. It was pretty nice, back-to-back. And also, so I did some other small commercials as well for Military One. I haven't posted a lot of these on my social media. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, do you have a website where like
0: we can keep track of all this stuff? You know what? I do have a website, but I don't really use it. Uh-huh. Uh, social media is the easiest way to find me or see what I'm doing. That's a, What are your
1: social media? What are your the handles and the... Grams you know i'm that.
0: not even i'm i'm not big in social media you were just telling me you were just I like know, I, but I actually mean, do all that on social media that's, that's the only one I, just, <laughs> I have a facebook it's not under like something fancy it's not a uh louise's fan page kind of thing it's just my personal mm-hmm. facebook gotcha so you you're, know?
1: you're asking everyone to friend you right now Is
0: no that what you're doing no you you know, you I, hey man i got a lot of listeners you better be careful you guys want to add like, me i have over 25 countries listening right now <laughs> all Did right you know that I'll show you the map after all, right. all the people listening. <laughs> you know, if you guys want to add me, add me. You know, I um uh, <laughs> I usually talk to people that I you know that add me and stuff. I don't uh-huh. like. It, it's weird. People are weird. On people have egos on social media. It's weird to me. Um, mm-hmm. but I definitely share all the work I'm doing, and through you know, it gets me some jobs sometimes. Yeah. So you're not on Twitter? No Twitter. No, either? not on Twitter or Instagram. Well, I am. Or... You can
1: follow me at Andrew Fromer uh, and at Sidekickback, <laughs> and be sure to like my fan pages Andrew Fromer and Sidekickback Radio.
0: There we go. We should get a picture and I'm put sorry, it I'm sorry, I interrupted. It's fine
1: <laughs> I think we can wrap it up. Are you ready to do the sign-off?
0: How do you do the sign-off?
1: Oh, haven't you been listening, man? Yeah, I don't
0: remember this, though.
1: Ah, every episode we finish with, like, a, we just go, um, back radio. <laughs> What-cha! you do a little karate chop. <laughs> so, uh, and feel free to do it however, like, in your own way. You put your own little Luis spin
0: on it. All right. And, uh... Do we do it together? No, it's all you, it's solo Solo, bro Alright guys, this is Luis Mercado Checking out on Sidekick Radio I'm sorry, can you try that again? It's Sidekick Back Radio Sidekick Back Radio (laughs) Here we go, take two (laughs) Alright guys, this is Luis Mercado Checking out on Sidekick Back Radio Whatcha!